Hello and welcome to This Climate Business, the podcast about turning the climate crisis into opportunity. Please follow us on social media and rate the podcast as it helps others to find us. I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, this is Ross Ingalls. When does sustainability become a mainstream part of business? One clue is when it's formalised as strategy. Happily, that's been happening for a while now here in New Zealand. But why are businesses investing in sustainability strategy? What do those strategies look like? What's included in them and what isn't? And how often do they translate into real action? For answers, we're talking today with sustainability strategy specialists, GoWell Consulting. Vanessa Thompson is GoWell's Director of Supply Chain and Textiles. Vanessa, welcome to this climate business. Perhaps we could start by asking you to explain exactly what GoWell does. Thanks, Ross. Um, lovely to be here, and thanks for having us on to this fantastic podcast. Mm. Um, so, GoWell Go Consulting, we are a full-service sustainability consultancy, and we help create bespoke solutions for our clients, um, which are a range of businesses from many different industries. We help um, businesses with everything from sustainability strategies to reporting on their sustainability initiatives, measuring their carbon emissions, looking into risk assessments of their supply chain, and then helping them to communicate some of the great work that they're doing in that space. Um, we've been really lucky to work with some amazing clients across New Zealand, but also in Australia. Mm. And um, we are really, really excited to be here and to talk to you guys about the benefits and what is all about a sustainability strategy. Right. So the business is 100% sustainability? 100%. We don't have accountants or um, lawyers <laughs> or anything yeah. else. We literally focus on sustainability. And you, do you find that People are surprised that there's enough demand for sustainability, corporate sustainability strategies to to justify a business that does just that. Yeah, definitely. It's um, often a surprise, um, especially for some of the larger businesses that may not have sort of embarked on their sustainability journey yet. Mm. Um, I think um, there is more of a movement happening at the moment around the importance of sustainability and um, that demand has come from a variety of different um, t- a different sort of stakeholders. Mm. Um, but definitely I think where a lot of businesses are getting stuck is that they're starting some great initiatives sort of ad hoc here and there, um, but they don't actually have a plan or any guidance or any direction of where they're going. And then also they're struggling with then how to communicate some of the great stuff that they are already doing. So that's where a strategy becomes so, so important um, because it gives businesses that direction and the goals for what they are to aim towards and also gives them buy-in from not only their own employees, but any stakeholders to the business as well. Yeah, right. So you touch on something I was going to ask you anyway, which is what 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 the profile is of these companies that are working with you, and what drives their interest in formalising strategy? Yeah, so we work with business, a lot of businesses from different sizes, but we also um, like to say that we specialise in working with small to medium-sized enterprises. Mm. Um, we often find that founder-led businesses often have the drive and the passion for sustainability, sometimes more than um, the big corporates who might have to do it from a board level or for um, other reasons from consumer pressure, etc. Mm. Um, 
Um, but a lot of our clients, um, we've been really lucky to work with businesses like Koto and Nature Baby and Otis Oat Milk, where sustainability has literally been an ethos as part of their brand. And they just need help in formalising their direction and really pushing their goals forward. Mm. Um, but I feel like the tide is turning now. A lot of those small businesses already have those plans. So now we're seeing the next level of businesses who have had sustainability on the to-do list for quite some time. Um, but now the pressure is getting to them and they are wanting to be able to communicate what they're doing. And so we're seeing that next level come forward and wanting to put together a strategy. Right. So what, to what extent is regulation or, or the requirements, for example, of independent certifications a factor? So in New Zealand, we don't have um, any regulatory requirements around having a sustainability strategy. Um, there's definitely initiatives that some of the bigger businesses will have to adhere to, and there's momentum happening in other areas um, and especially in other um, locations around the world around um, looking into corporate due diligence, looking into um, you know zero carbon looking into um, modern slavery, things like that mm. and so we're starting to see a little bit of that pressure sort of um, move on to some of these corporates and they're realising now that they can't sit on their hands for much longer they actually have to get moving unless they want to be left behind when laws and, and things like that start to change Right. So, so, so the, the change you're talking about, the motivations sound like the largely organic, the bottom up, the driven perhaps by branding considerations, yeah. perhaps by, and we've had this experience on the podcast, actually, um, people talking about their businesses, that just a felt need to change the way they behave. Yeah, definitely. It's I, I think nobody wants to be doing a bad job and nobody wants to be damaging the planet. Nobody wants to be exploiting people. Mm. And I think the opportunities that sustainability bring to a business around transparency, around understanding your own data, understanding what's going on in your business and in your supply chain, I think businesses are starting to see that it is an opportunity for them to actually state, to start to take responsibility. Right. It's um, it's not something that is just a nice piece of paper anymore. <laughs> um, and it's not just for those few small, you know, leading companies. It's actually every business needs to have some sort of commitment to making the changes that we need in the world. Mm. Do, do your clients often find they save money by doing sustainability? Yeah, I mean, it depends on the company. Every company's different, and often there is a bit of investment up front to mm. get things moving. But once they've established some of these processes, they're really understanding and finding that there's ways that they can save money, not only in their own operations, but definitely through the supply chain. And I think that's one of the biggest things that um, businesses kind of have this this idea that it's going to cost them all this money and they're not going to get any return <laughs> on it. But actually, once you start to discover what's happening in your supply chain, really starting to streamline your processes, make things more efficient, getting customers on board and building those really long-term relationships with those customers and bringing in new customers by having some sort of sustainability goal or sustainability plan, um, they'll start to see the benefits. Mm. And I think it's, it's not as easy as having something on the on the profit and loss statement and being able to identify, but I think you know things in terms of energy savings, cost um, savings in your supply chain, and um, looking at all that sort of thing, you're actually going to start to see some results um, after you've started to embed sustainability holistically throughout your business. What does one of these sustainability strategies typically look like? 
yeah, so different businesses will have different types of strategies. Some um, some businesses have um, sustainability strategies that are, that go for sort of 10 years and they've got goals out to 2050 and things like that. Mm. From our point of view, we feel that this, this area is moving so quickly that having a strategy any longer than three years mm. is, is going to make things redundant and things are going to change and move all the time. So not only from a regulatory perspective, but also from technology and innovation, there is so much exciting stuff happening in this space and a lot of creative businesses who are working on solutions that by able to be um, sort of adaptable and malleable, your your strategy will then evolve over time and being able to refocus yourself every three years, um, we feel is a real benefit rather than setting goals for 10, 15 years where you just don't know where the business will be at that point. Right. And I suppose half of the art of writing one of these things is choosing what not to do. Yes, definitely. It's this sustainability is such a massive area like it covers everything from your obviously your environmental impacts but also your impacts on people in your supply chain the people in your operations what's actually happening in your operations but also your community and what you're doing to benefit the community right now you personally have a background in fashion and textiles and I'm thinking of one of your clients Dean Apparel which is based in Auckland yes Uh, And the picture I get of their business is that their business is the supply chain. Yes. They really rely on a very sophisticated supply chain sourcing from um, large parts of Asia. Yes. And selling into Australia and New Zealand. And there's all sorts of components in between. Yeah. Only some of which they have control over. Yes. So what's the sustainability strategy like in that case? Yeah, so um, Dean Apparel are probably quite a um, unique case in terms of their business model. Um, They are typically a wholesale business model where they um, work with clients in New Zealand and Australia, but the majority of their products are made offshore. Um, and I think one of the biggest focuses for them will be the supply chain because that is where the biggest impacts of their business are. Mm. And because of the, um, it's quite unique in terms of they're making products for other companies. So it's not like they have full control over what they're doing. Mm. However, they do have influence and they have a lot of influence not only with their supply chain, but also with their customers. Mm. And so by educating their customers and bringing them on the journey with them, so they're not just reacting to their customers, they're actually educating their customers as well. And then also working with their supply chain partners to ensure that, you know, they're they're embedding policies in there to ensure that human rights are being upheld, to ensure that, you know, the materials that they're using are the best materials that they can. And Dean are really, really awesome in terms of they have such a commitment and such a passion for wanting to do the right thing in this space. Mm. And I'm really excited to see where their strategy will take them. Mm, mm. What would be a guaranteed way to ensure that a sustainability strategy fails? <laughs> well, hopefully it wouldn't. But um, but generally speaking, what we find is if a strategy is taken and filed away, basically, mm. and not implemented. And some, some companies do that. They just want a piece of paper to say they've done the strategy. But why? Just for consumers, for stakeholders who are asking for it, that sort of thing. Yeah. But it'll be interesting to see when those consumers and stakeholders come back in a couple of years and say, okay, what have you done? (laughs) (laughs) Then what would happen? (laughs) So generally speaking, we find if also another really important thing that um, will help with the success of a strategy is making sure that it is embedded throughout the whole business and it's got to come from the top down because um, often we find that there are, you know, a lot of the sort of um, employees are the ones that are so passionate about it. But if 
the board and the um, management team don't believe in it as well, then it's not going to work because mm. they're not going to sign off on things. Things aren't going to change. So we really, really drive for making sure that management boards are all included in the sustainability strategy writing process mm. to make sure that everyone's across it, everyone approves with what goes in it and that it's all achievable and realistic. What... Um practical changes, like real physical outcomes, do you see in the best case? Yeah, I mean, some of the best cases are really seeing the skill level of some of the employees within the business who now owning it they basically are getting us out of a job basically Mm. Um, because they are really passionate about it they're taking the time to educate themselves and really embedding it into every process they do Mm. some of the other benefits we're seeing are the um, streamlining of processes and making things more efficient Mm. I think one of the things that a lot of businesses um, do without a strategy is they're not collecting collecting data they're just doing ad hoc stuff so they actually can't measure anything they can't can't report on anything because they have no data. Mm. So by setting a strategy, we help them sort of identify what data points they need to be collecting mm. and then help them to set reduction you know, targets under each of those areas as well. Right. So the picture I'm getting is this kind of growing tide of interest in sustainability yeah. originating from within corporate New Zealand. Yeah. Um, are you seeing a matching rise in the creation of sustainability management roles within New Zealand organisations? Yeah, definitely. I think there's um, a growing drive for wanting to do more and have more action happening on the ground within businesses. Mm. I think a lot of people, when they come into this, think, oh, we just have to set up you know, a recycling bin and put a sign up or something like that. But it does take a little bit more work than that. And um, I think by having a manager in-house, it means that you've got someone in-house encouraging everyone, driving things, driving towards your goals. And we often work alongside sustainability managers to really help them sort of be an extension of their team to really give them that support because a lot of businesses in New Zealand aren't big enough to have like a full sustainability team. They Mm. might just have one manager and sometimes being out there flying the flag by yourself can be a little bit lonely so um, that's what we, where we come in and help support and drive some of that stuff with them. Right and are those roles that we're talking about typically high enough up the executive food chain to make a difference? Generally speaking yes so generally speaking they'll be a chief sustainability manager or um, something that's sitting on the senior management team Um, there are the smaller businesses obviously where they can't afford to put someone up there who will have someone who's got a dual role so they might be production manager and sustainability manager or marketing manager and sustainability sustainability lead so um, it's a real mixed bag in New Zealand just because we are a nation of small businesses and um, yeah, so I think I think there is a driving need and a growth for having in-house sustainability um, support. Mm. Well, last question then: Where do you see corporate sustainability heading? What I know you said the, the horizon is three years. So, yeah. um, where, where do you think we'll be in three years' time? I'm hoping that um, in three years' time, we will ha- every business in New Zealand will have a plan. We'll have a. Um, roadmap on where they're going and how they need to get there. It would be great if every business knew what their impacts were and really identified where they needed to prioritise because I feel some people get so overwhelmed by sustainability that it's really about sort of using um, a risk and prioritisation matrix to really 
understand where your impacts are and then focusing on those big impacts first. Um, I feel like every business can do it no matter what size you are and you don't need to employ us. It's literally like every business can do it. Um, but I feel that, you know, just if every business has this roadmap that we're going to see huge changes from corporate New Zealand, which would be amazing um, because I feel like we might, ha- with the change of government that is possibly happening at the moment, that things um, might not be driven from a regulatory perspective. They might have to be driven by consumers and by businesses in New Zealand. Hmm. Vanessa Thompson from Go Well Consulting, thanks for joining us on This Climate Business. Thanks for having me. This Climate Business, the podcast about turning the climate crisis into opportunity. Please follow us on social media and rate the podcast as it helps others to find us.